Welcome back to the Rockcast, everybody, brought to you by Onyx Hunt Maps and partnered with Black Rifle Coffee Company. Today, this is going to kick off the gear series. I'm not sure how many parts this is going to end up being, but probably four or five. Um, this first part is going to be on backpacks. And the idea behind the whole gear series thing is quite a while back, I did a podcast called The Newbie Gear List, and this was probably two and a half hours long. And But a lot of people absolutely loved it, and I'm going to go into more detail in that episode than I am going to in the these like few parts of the gear series. Um, in the Newbie Gear List, I actually, the idea behind that was to give somebody that was brand new, just starting um, actual price points of what you could get into some of this stuff for, like priorities, what you should prioritize over the next thing. Um, I'm going to maybe touch on priorities a little bit in here, but I'm not going to go into specific recommendations and, and price points. Um, I think that a lot of this stuff is going to be personal preference also, and it's hard to nail down a price point. So I'm just not even going to not even going to deal with that. If you want to listen to the newbie gear list, you can just go to rockslide.com and you can search newbie gear list and it'll pop it up and you can listen to it. It is long, but people really liked it. I got a lot of feedback from that one, um, which was crazy for how long it was. But anyways, to dive into the backpacks, first off, I would say why do you need, or I would ask myself the question, why do you need a good backpack? And it's not for organizational purposes. It's not for really anything other than it needs to carry weight well. And the top companies that are out there right now doing this, making hunting specific backpacks, they are making extra burly frames, so um, you know extra burly like suspension systems, strapping things like that that are made to haul a lot of weight and made to do it well. So I would say just company wise, the the top ones would be to look at would be Kafaru, which are those uh, that's the company that I use and have been using them for a long time. Um, Stone Glacier would be another one. Um, Seek Outside would be another. XO Mountain Gear would be another one. And just like everything, all those companies are going to have, you know, a little different, like, they're going to have, of course, like different features and different options, but they're going to have a little bit different mission statements. So that's a good way to go and just see if maybe their style is what you're thinking of for a style and see if that fits you. Kafaru. Um, their mission statement is to, you know, in a way overbuild things and make them so they don't look at the, the starting weight of things as much as maybe some of these other companies that are more geared towards being ultra light. Kafaro is more, um, they're, they take their designs more heavy on the durability side of things. And I just really like that for you know, whatever. And I just, I like their products. I've been using them a long time. So getting into the frames, you want a backpack and back up a little bit. All of these companies that I just talked about are going to have a standalone frame system with bags that you can add to that. So one of the, the cool things about having a standalone frame system is you can 
pick out maybe a bag design that's like 2000 cubic inch for everyday use. And then you can pick out a bag design that's 5,000, 7,000 cubic inches to get you those five day hunts and beyond get you into some of the 14 day hunts with some of the, you know, 7,000, 8,000 cubic inch bags that they have out there. So obviously that adds for a lot of versatility. Um, From a frame standpoint, the reason you want a good frame is it's going to let you transfer weight a lot better. I guess more efficiently, um, heavy loads, you're going to be able to move, like transfer the weight from your shoulders to your hips and kind of back and forth. Um, And basically how that is done is with a correctly fitted frame, which should hit you the top of the frame when you have it on, should hit you about ear height as a rule of thumb. I would say, um, you know, those looking into getting like used frames and things like that, you know, if you are set to use like a 24 inch frame, like a 24 inch frame would fit your torso length better than let's say a 26, but you're looking at a 26 used frame and it's at a good price, you want to buy it. I would say, Doing that would be better, like maybe oversizing would be a little bit better than undersizing for sure. So if you are, if you should have a 24 inch frame and you're looking at one that's a 26, not the end of the world, it's going to work fine. The limitations that come with that just could be like, you're not going to have, you're going to have more frame above your head. So your clearance isn't going to be great. So going through a brush and things like that, when you dip your head down, that frame is probably going to be sticking over your head quite a bit. And so going through limbs and things like that, you're probably going to catch on them. Um, your head might hit the back of it a little easier than a frame that's supposed to fit you. But all of these are better than being sized for a 26 inch frame and buying a 24 inch frame or lower. Um, I would say companies are liking that. 22 inch to 26 inch they there are some that do a 28 inch but like in that span is where they're all at and to get sized the best way to do this go onto the company's website you're looking at honestly call customer service tell them your info and they're going to size one for you and the info they're probably going to ask is going to be your pant inseam so like how long your legs are basically and then how tall you are And with those two things, they can determine your torso height, which is what you choose a frame height based on. Okay, everyone, just want to jump in here real quick and thank a partner of ours, Onyx Hunt Maps, for helping us bring this podcast to you. Um, This gear series is all about the gear that helps you be more efficient in the field, helps you stay longer, and Onyx is one of those tools that certainly um, makes it easier just to have all of your maps in one spot on your phone. Um, I still look at paper maps sometimes, especially when I'm looking from a big picture in on an area, Um, but... Once we get in the field, I mean, undoubtedly Onyx is going to help you organize those pins and figure out different routes and access points. And it is just a, it's a great tool. So if you use code rockcast at checkout at onyxmaps.com forward slash hunt, you will receive 20% off of the subscription that you choose. And then unless you are a barbarian, um, caffeine is going to help you 
fuel your way through the day, just on the day-to-day. But there's also uh, nothing that I love more than sitting on a ridge in the middle of the day, warming up some water, dropping some instant coffee in. And Black Rifle Coffee helps us all do that. So with great tasting coffee, it really is my coffee of choice. So if you use code ROCKSLIDE at the Black Rifle Coffee website, you will receive 20% off your first subscription order or 20% off of just an order from their store. It is a one-use code per customer, but that is code ROCKSLIDE. And go get you some. My favorite is uh, both the light roast and then the medium freedom roast. And then the coffee bags or instant coffee packs, both are fantastic for the backcountry. You want a frame that's going to fit you. And here, here's why. Here's why it's bad to undersize a frame. So the way that weight transfers from your shoulders down to your hips is through mostly through the load lifter. So you want a frame in a pack that has a good load lifting system. So basically what that is, is there is a strap that runs from your shoulder strap back to the, like the top of the frame. Some of the frames you can move a little bit, but it's going to go back to the top of the frame And when you snug up those, you can feel the weight. You can actually see it pulls the shoulder strap towards the top of the frame, which gets the weight off your shoulders and transfers it down to your hips. So by doing that, taking the weight off of your shoulders is huge. Like if you don't do that and you have quite a bit of weight on, even if you don't have a lot of weight, like your traps get smoked really fast, your shoulders hurt, and just you don't have the level of endurance on the whole trip just because of what backpack you have on. Maybe even how it's fitted or how you have the load on there. And we'll go into that in just a second too. But it's really important to have a good frame. The suspension systems that are on these frames are also made to be built to you. So everything from your waist belt to even the shoulder straps for some companies. Um, Kafaru offers a long shoulder strap option if you have a really big chest and the shorts or, um, or the regulars are just not, you think that they could be longer, they do have a long option. Um, and then I would say the biggest thing is probably your, your hip belt, your waist belt. That is going to be determined by like basically what pant size you wear for the waist. And all those things just make make it really nice for you to have a pack that is fitted to you that then you can switch out bags to whatever you want. And as far as like bags go, I would say the smaller bags for everyday use are going to be good. For backpacking purposes, I would not go under 5,000 cubic inches for anything. Um, You know, I think five days, five, six days at 5,000 cubic inches could be pretty good. Um, And then when you start going longer, I would bump that up for cubic inches. Um, That's going to have a lot to do with the, you know, backpacking gear that you carry, if it's really bulky or not. Um, Once you get that stuff dialed, then you'll see a lot of guys going down into like the 3000s for cubic inches for like five days or, you know, three or five days, like even more extended trips. They're, 
their gear is probably going to be more dialed than yours. Um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have a minimalist mindset. They're not going to bring that much food. Um, for most people, I would say a really good rule of thumb is to try to hit that 5,000 cubic inch mark if you're doing a backpack hunt. Um, the next thing you, you're going to want the backpack to do probably, of course, is carry meat out. So that is something to consider when looking at bag sizes. Um, I tend to prefer to put my meat inside of the bag if I can, even if it's with gear, I just have a trash bag and put the meat in the trash bag. Or if it's really hot, probably flip the other way, put all my gear in a trash bag and leave the meat inside the bag um, to hopefully just air out a little bit more than if it was in a black trash bag. But um, that is going to be kind of personal preference too. The other way that folks like to do it is they like to separate the bag from the frame and use something called a meat shelf, which typically is sewn into the bag side and attaches to the bottom of your frame. So it creates kind of a shelf on the bottom. So um, with this, something to think about, if you have a lot of your gear in your main bag and you separate that out from the frame, that is going to, your like balance, your center of balance is going to be goofy. It's going to stick way back. And I'm going to go over just some simple ways to like, I guess, key things, how to back, uh, pack a backpack just in general. Um, and so maybe this will more make sense when I cover that in a second. But if you're sticking a lot of weight, like, you know, 40 pounds of gear, 30 pounds of gear away from your back, that's going to just, it's going to pull on your back like a monkey. So it's not, you're going to be hunched over more because you're going to try to, um, change that center, like the center of gravity, like forward. So it doesn't feel like you're being pulled over backwards as much. Um, and that, can be really uncomfortable. So I just try to pack me inside the bag so I can keep that center of gravity, um, closer to my back and which is what you want. So there's a lot of guys that use meat shelves. Um, I have certainly used them before when I didn't have any room inside the main bag, but that's just something to think about. It might not be the most comfortable thing if you have 30 plus pounds in your main bag and you stick that a ways away from your back to put meat in the inside. Um, it's not going to carry as nicely as if you had it all in the main bag. So that's a personal preference thing, but something to keep in mind. Um, as far as packing the backpack, you want the heaviest items on the top two thirds of your back. So here's how I typically pack mine. If we're doing like a backpacking trip, um, it would be, my sleep system is in the bottom. So like my sleeping bag, it's bulky. Um, I want to take up the bottom third of the bag with like the bulkiest, lightest stuff, which most of the time is going to be like your sleeping bag. You can also add your sleeping pad down there. Um, I usually put like my freeze-dried dinners down there because they're kind of bulky with packaging and they're light. So get you uh, the bottom third to create a platform for the top third. Um, then I will stick my food mostly in the middle of the bag. Um, that's probably going to be your heaviest thing, depending, I guess, on some of your other items. But for the most part, like your food's probably going to be the heaviest. 
So you want to stick that in there. Then I usually run my tent along one side and it might stick like if my sleeping pad's not in the bottom of the bag, might stick my sleeping pad along the other side, um, my stove system along the other side. Keep that heaviest weight in the middle of my back. And then you got to just pack everything else around it. Um, Extra clothes, like puffy gear, whatever. I try to stick behind the food so it is staying flush against my back instead of like trying to tip, tip backwards. Um... And yeah, just keep like packing things around it until it's pretty well packed. And that's, I mean, kind of what I do. That's the rule of thumb. The bottom third, you want your lightest gear. The top two thirds, you want your heaviest with the like midweight type things like packed around it. Packing your bag like that is going to definitely get you like the best ride possible. And as far as like if you're just day hunting and then you're going to pack meat out... I typically just like carry a a black trash bag with me. I'll wrap all my gear in and typically, you know, I'm not going to have any like my insulating layers on if we're going to pack out, probably just have like a t-shirt on. Um, So I can take all those clothing insulation layers, I can stuff them at the bottom and that will get me like hopefully up to that third, depending on how much clothes you, you bring. And then you can just lay the meat in on top of it and, um, Typically, you know, with all of this stuff, as soon as I pack it, I try to tip, um, put my frame flat on the ground, shake it around to where everything feels like it's pretty, you know, filling the bag pretty evenly dispersed. And then I'll start uh, tightening my straps. I try to start tightening like from the bottom to the top. If it's tipped over on the side, I don't think that's like as important, but I still... You'll just tighten a little on one side, tighten a little on the other side. Just keep going back and forth until everything's pretty well tight. I'll tip the bag up. And um, and yeah, that's pretty much what I do. So uh, I would say, you know, those top ones again, like a Kafaru, a Stone Glacier, an Exo, um, Seek Outside, they're all going to have their own different mission. Maybe it aligns with yours. Maybe it doesn't. Um, brands is going to be like personal preference and then how the frame fits your body. Um, but I use the Kafaru. So I really like the Striker XL bag for like a, a day-to-day, you know, day hunting type deal. I'm going to use that a lot this year. I've used the 22 mag quite a bit for the same thing. And I really like that bag. Um, I would say, a tried and true bag has been like the reckoning. That's a, about a 5,000 cubic inch bag. And then you, you jump up to the more expedition type packs. Um, the fulcrum is one that I really like for there. It is kind of, it gets kind of strappy and chaotic, but it's super versatile. So those are, those are some of the things that I use. Um, you know, this is going to be a pretty big investment portion. I would say you're looking, I mean, six to 800 bucks for any of the brands I just talked about, but there, there really isn't another like hunting backpack company that is making something like this that is going to like, has been, you know, tested hunting and carrying meat out and is really built for what we do. So it is a a steep investment, but it's, it's on your back no matter what, if you are doing a backpack trip or not. So I would strongly strongly recommend just hopping onto the rock slide forums and seeing what people have for sale. And that's usually how you can get good deals is just buying a used pack. And 
um, looking for sales and things like that. So the best thing to do is just get you one and there's a ton of accessories you can get for him and build it out to how you want it and yeah, start using it. So that pretty much covers the backpacks.